Planning a trip to one of the great national parks? L.L. Bean went to the experts at the National Park Foundation to get the inside scoop on which parks are the best to visit in each season. Whether you're looking for outstanding scenery, smaller crowds, or unique activities, L.L. Bean, be an outsider. To check out the full list of recommendations, visit llbean.com slash explore. Welcome back to the Final Four is not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. And Michigan State goes down to Northwestern 62-64. to In this one, chance to win it or tie it at the very end with Marcus Bingham free throws. And that's how they lost. I mean, they gave, they gave them every chance possible to win that game. Um, but, man, the, the first half was kind of a turnover train wreck. Uh, they go in f- down five at, at the break, um, claw their way all the way back to keep it close. But, Rod, this was pretty ugly. Um, if Michigan State had won that game, it would have been completely undeserved. Yeah. And they had multiple chances. You're right. They had, they had a great look from three from a leak that he missed, which, okay, that happens. And then, you know, there's a, a traveling call on the rebound, which gives MSU possession with a – whatever it was, a second to play. Uh, Bingham gets fouled, <laughs> and then he misses the free throw. But that's what I mean. You know, sometimes the gods are just, right? And they were. Northwestern deserved to win this game. First mm-hmm. and foremost, let's let's also remember Northwestern played without their best player in Pete Nance. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people probably assumed that meant it would be a, cake, a cakewalk for Michigan State. And it should have been. But it wasn't. Because the same things we've been talking about now for at least a couple of weeks are still there. Um, they're not getting better. They're getting worse. Um, the defensive rebounding effort today, well, I didn't think it could be worse than it was against Minnesota. Guess again. Yeah. Um, they just simply are not rebounding. And I, and I know some will say with some small level of justification, well, there were a lot of front rim misses, long rebounds, you know, that's a little fluky. I don't care. The numbers were disgraceful. They obliterate any of that that kind of talk. Mm -hmm. They are not rebounding. I thought their defense in the second half, I think, was better. In the first half was god-awful. Yeah. They, They are just, all of a sudden, they cannot guard a ball screen. And that's one of the main reasons, although not the only one, why you didn't see very much of Marcus Bainham today, which we'll spend some time talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I just tweeted before we started here, uh, and I believe this. If you're looking for one reason why Michigan State was better than people anticipated in November and December, it was Marcus Bainham. The reason they are not nearly as good as that right now is the same. Yeah. They are not, they're not, they're not a, a, a high-level team if they have this Marcus Bingham, they're not, I give Julius Marble tons of credit, played his ass off, not just the scoring. I thought he fought. Um, I thought he rebounded better than certainly the Mark he did or really anybody. Um, so hats off to him, mm-hmm. but he is limited. He cannot do the things that Michigan state needs done at that position. And, and that's where Marcus Bingham has to be the answer. And right now he's not, now, I don't know. I, I don't want to go too far with things. Nobody has offered up COVID as an excuse. 
that he's not, you know, doesn't have the, the same kind of wind that he had. I don't think that's an issue because right when he came back, uh, he was playing certainly many more minutes than he has been over the last two mm-hmm. um, and looked fine. But um, they got a problem. And, and you could talk about the turnovers and they were ugly. But to me, the big, 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 big problem because it impacts defense and defensive rebounding is this Marcus Bingham is not nearly good enough for Michigan State to compete at the levels they want to. And and if if Minnesota didn't teach you that lesson thoroughly, today should have. Mm-hmm. They just had no answer. Because as good as Ryan Young is and as well as he played, guess what? It's going to get tougher. What? And they cannot compete with Julius Marble and um, Joey Hauser playing the majority of five minutes. Mm-hmm. They can't. Cannot do it. So either Marcus Bingham gets his shit together or they're going to take a lot more losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it just doesn't seem – he hasn't looked like the same player since he came back. I, he's I not know. engaged. He's he's drifting. I don't, I don't know – I don't know what, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I don't know. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to be insensitive. If, if it is an, an illness recovery issue, okay. But, but the point still remains. If he doesn't get back, whatever the reason is, yeah. if he doesn't get back to where he was, this team can't be what they want to be. They just can't. I mean, it's that simple. You've seen it now. They don't have, they don't have the personnel to withstand that they don't have another Marcus Bingham. I mean, Mahdi had decent minutes. I thought the few minutes he played in the first half, but he's not, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And again, you get a, a career high scoring game out of Julius marble and, and one where he also did work his ass off in a way he hasn't consistently as a rebounder and a defender. And was it enough? Nope. Yeah. Well, um, you look, some of the players here, Gabe Brown, 10 points, nine rebounds for Gabe, uh, one assist, a block, a turnover and a steal. Yeah. Just the shot last two games, the shot has not been dialed in the way we're used to. And it's unfortunate. I thought Gabe played hard uh, the rebounding numbers he put up are, are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to give anybody on Michigan state too much credit as a rebounder, given the atrocity that was out there today. Yeah. Um, yeah, they needed they needed more. They needed in the second half. I mean, they just we we talked about it as one of the keys. Um, you know, Northwestern's gonna you're gonna get three looks, and Michigan State had them in this game. They just didn't shoot the way they normally did. But that's that's the thing. There are gonna be games, no matter how good a shooting team you are, you are gonna have days like this. Mm. It's when you don't do the other things, when you don't rebound, when you don't defend, when you kick the ball around. That's how you get beat. I mean, Northwestern. There was a number uh, cited near the end. Revson cited it. They were 10 for 20 on layups today, and I believe they were under 50% from the line. <laughs> that That mm. is unreal that a team beats you when they put up numbers like that. It was illustrative of just how awful Michigan State was in some ways, mm-hmm. most ways. Uh, Max Christie struggled from three. 0 for 5 today, 6.6 rebounds and assist, 3 blocks. Yeah, again, you know, I think that um, 
I, I don't want to let he or Gabe off the hook because so much of the rebounding problem truly was uh, perimeter rebounding, long rebounds Michigan State didn't get. Yeah. Um, uh, Max had just one of those days shooting the ball, mm-hmm. just couldn't get couldn't get anything to drop. And, you know, again, that will happen. He's been on a roll lately. He's probably due for one of these. Um, but, uh, yeah, not good enough. Yeah, Walker, 25 minutes, four points. Um, I did have eight assists to two turnovers. Um, I, you know, and and did a good job on Bowie. Bowie didn't really get loose in this game. I mean, he had, what are you end up with, 12 points? Bowie had, uh, yeah, 12 points. Yeah, and he didn't shoot well. Um, Michigan State did a pretty good. Tyson was primarily responsible for that. Um, I thought he played a. I thought he played a decent game. My problem with Tyson is the same one I've had. Four points. Mm-hmm. This this was a day where they needed somebody to step up and kind of take. And, and guys did try. I mean, Malik tried. You know. Yeah. Max tried, but I would have liked to have seen Tyson be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And and coming up, let me tell you something. Um, watching Illinois again for the umpteenth time, but watching them last night, the way they play ball screen defense that they have to with Coburn because he can't move. Mm-hmm. You have to have your guard be able to step up and hit eighteen to twenty-one foot shots, or say fifteen to twenty-one foot shots. Because they're not going to guard that ball handler. They're going to force you to beat them that way. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really quickly here. Tyson's got to make a decision in terms of his mentality to be more assertive, to be looking for his own shot more because they need it. Yeah. Now, I mean, there was that one play that uh, coming like down to the end of the shot clock and he just like put on some moves and you're like, holy crap, man. He didn't get the shot, but. You can talk about the layup that he missed. That yeah, went in and out. Yeah, well, his right. ability no. to get to the rim is is good. We saw it. That, we saw it in the Minnesota game. Absolutely, yeah. he can he can get it when he wants. I'm not mm-hmm. saying every time he's going to convert, but he can get a shot when he wants mm-hmm. with his quickness, his handle, his instincts. He can get a shot when he wants. He needs to want more. Yeah. Uh, Joey, 21 minutes, three points, a rebound, two assists, yeah, two not, blocks. Not, not very productive. And I don't, I don't put, you know, he really, he struggled against young and I don't put that on Joey so much. I mean, mm-hmm. this idea, I, last year I was an advocate for looking at the small ball lineup and they really didn't do it very much. Mm-hmm. They're doing it now. And in my opinion, it is wanting in this league. If you were in another league where you didn't have the centers that we've got in the big 10, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, but right now, here's the thing. The only way that it works is if Joey's ability to stretch the floor on offense outdoes what the other team can do in the post against him when they've got the ball. And right now, Michigan state's losing that battle mm-hmm. decisively. They lost it today. I mean, he, but again, this this all comes back to Marcus because if you've got a better Marcus Bainham, I don't think they're trying this as much. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 ball screen related, and that's fine with Joey 
you've, you've maybe got, a, right now at least, more consistency in that phase of the game. But the problem is these teams are then being smart enough to look for a post-isolation against him as a response. And that's where he physically just cannot – I mean, you saw Young. It was one play where Young, I think, got an and one where he just threw Joey, yeah. Joey aside. <laughs> yeah. He, he can't. He just – he's not physically – and, and maybe again, maybe it's a different story if Joey's out there raining threes, but he's not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not not much. The rebounding numbers are not, you know. Yeah, it's two... across the board. Hmm. Problem. Uh, Malik Hall, twenty-four minutes, ten points, four rebounds, uh, three for six from three, hit a free throw, a steal. Yeah, I thought. I thought you know the only the only thing you can you can get on Malik about is that, you know, maybe he waited a little long to be aggressive offensively. Cause again, they needed somebody in that second half first half, other than the disastrous turnovers, when they actually shot the ball, they were, they were above 50% yeah. from the floor. So they, they were okay. But in the second half, the shooting took a nosedive. They needed somebody to step up and, and just go get them some buckets. And that's something that Malik can do. He's shown that. And I thought he waited maybe a little long. You know, eventually he had that four-point play, which was huge, to at least keep them in touch. Um, but uh, as we said, he had that open three. I'm fine with him taking that shot. He missed it. That happens. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, but uh, okay, but they need a lot better than okay. Uh, and then I guess, I mean, Julius Marble, 18 points, four rebounds, seven for seven, um, a block. Yeah. Four for four from the line. That, I, I thought it was his best, best game. game. Yeah, it was, and it and it wasn't. It wasn't even just the stuff that shows up in the stat sheets. If you noticed, now he's not. He's never going to be as good in ball screen defense as Hauser is, or he isn't this year at least. Um, and and not nearly as good as the the hopefully real Marcus Bainham, not the imposter we've seen lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the post. Because Northwestern made that adjustment. Okay, you're going to go small against us. We're going to go to Young. And they were even doing it with Nicholson, the uh-huh. kid from Clarkston. Um, we're going to go in the post against you. And um, I thought that's where Julius really did show. I mean, he, he battled. Mm-hmm. Now, it plays into his wheelhouse. He's better there than he is out on the floor. But I, I still give him credit. Uh, his best game as a Michigan State Spartan, in my opinion. Um, it's not just the scoring. Yeah. I thought he did everything pretty well. And I thought he really competed. Uh, AJ 15 minutes, four points, five assists, three turnovers. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think he was very good. I just, it was, it was kind of a lackadaisical AJ. They weren't all, look, the, the problems in that area go way beyond one or two guys, but, um, he needs to be better than he was today. There's no question. Yeah. And, you know, on the one hand, you can say, well, it's a good thing Michigan State has these two guys because it seems like one of the two plays well every time out. And that's been mostly the case. But what you really want to see is both guys playing well. <laughs> and we haven't seen that very much. We haven't seen a lot of games where, like, both of those guys were really dialed in because they're both going to get chances. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, well, this guy doesn't see the floor unless the other one screws up. That's not how it goes. 
But yeah, I, I just didn't think AJ was very good. You know, he made a couple of nice plays in transition, which is what he does best. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I thought in the half court he was really bad. Uh, Jaden Akins, not a whole lot from him. Nine minutes, one point, over two. Um, yeah, just not. <laughs> he had one sequence where he he took those two shots, and those are shots that he can hit, but they were not. The, the moment was not right. Mm-hmm those shots in my opinion it was it was what you expect of a freshman he was he was struggling yeah uh and then Monty four minutes two points but that was a nice hook shot he had and then he got he fouled a, on that that screen he's shown he's shown that enough that I know he has it mm-hmm. and it's why anybody that gives up on him in the long term I think is is probably making that call too early Mm-hmm. Because I do think he's capable uh, at some point of emerging as a guy who really, really helps you. The thing is, right now, he can't, you know. Uh, I <laughs> Tom Izzo is in a very difficult spot because with Joey Hauser out there, you're not getting what you needed defensively, okay? That's just point blank. Mm-hmm. But you can't play marble every minute and Marcus was terrible. So are you going to reward Marcus? Are you going to, are you going to just roll with him and say, well, we'll just hope he starts playing better. That's not how they, <laughs> that's not how they operate. Uh-uh. And, and, and the problem is you could say, we'll throw Monty out there, but Monty's not ready for those moments. Young, Young would have, I mean, he might've been able to make a play or two here or there, but, but by and large at this stage of the game, he is not ready to guard a kid like Young, who's a veteran, who's strong, yeah, big body, sophisticated post game, kind of knows how to make a move, knows how to use his body. You know, you saw it all today. I mean, all the things we talked about in the preview. Mm. You know, and and Madi is just not ready for for long stretches against a guy like that. You, you continue to hope that he will be at some point, but right now. You know, they played him about as much as they can afford to play him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brooks gets in there for three minutes, got to the line and hit hit both of those. Uh, the You know, the one thing I like about Pierre Brooks right now in limited minutes is he's never scared. Mm-hmm. He, t- he got two shots up real quick. He took a th- an open three that he missed, and then I think they got an offensive rebound. Ball came back to him, and he made a move on the baseline, drew the foul, and then hit those free throws. Um, again, not afraid. <laughs> um, he, he looked that that's a kid. That's going to be a very good player in time. I don't have mm-hmm. much doubt about that. It's just right now. They obviously, you know, there's not a spot for him. I mean, you saw Jaden Akins didn't play that much today. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, that's, that's where it's at. And then I guess you worth mentioning that the football players have now joined the team. Um, I guess there's so much attention that's been paid to that. And it's such a fucking sideshow. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. I mean, it's good for them. It's you good don't... for those two guys. Cause they want to do it and it should help them in practice. I suppose I will say right. one thing, knowing a bit about Malik Carr and how he plays. I hope to God that Tom Izzo turns his ass loose in practice to force these guys to figure it out on the boards Mm. because one thing I know about Malik Carr is he is an ass kicker. And I know people, 
have had this thing about how he needs to he needs to learn how to block better and be more physical in football. That that is probably the case. But I know what I used to see from him as a basketball player when he was playing AAU in, in high school. Mm. And on the basketball court, he is an ass kicker. And maybe that'll help. Maybe just turn him loose. Doesn't even have to get the football pads out. He's got two football players. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, whatever. I I don't any more to this fan base. The the shame of it is Matt Trannon, for as well as he played and as many good things as he did for Michigan State, he left a curse behind. And the curse is that every time Michigan State has a football player who was a pretty good high school basketball player, you get this obsession uh-huh. about two sport guys, and it's pointless. You know, if these guys are playing, there's a problem. <laughs> that's it. I mean, seriously. That's what I was going to ask. Playing, I mean, you they they don't stand hardly any chance of actually playing. You think? No. 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 Christ, no. Not unless guys are not unless they get hit with just serious injuries, a huge COVID outbreak. Maybe. Maybe. Let's put it this way: We just got done talking a second ago about Pierre Brooks who was a better high school player than either of those guys mm-hmm. is struggling to get any minutes. Why would anyone think, I mean, th- this is what I'm talking about. It, this fan base has just got to get over it. <laughs> it's dumb. I mean, really, really dumb. And I, I get so tired of hearing about it. having mm-hmm. to be a point of conversation. It's ridiculous. Keon Coleman had 30 point games in high school. Did you check who he played against? The level of my understanding is I never saw him play live. My understanding is the level of competition he played in high school was awful. It was like the equivalent of class D in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't play high level AAU. Malik Carr actually could play basketball, but the problem is he hasn't been playing basketball for months and months and months. And then on top of that, whose minutes is he taking? True. Yeah. You want him playing instead of Malik? Hall, that is. You want to play instead of Joey? I, you know, come on. This is just, but we, every almost every year, there's a story like this, it seems. Mm-hmm. Whether it actually ends up in a guy actually joining the basketball team or not, that that goes back and forth, of course. We don't have this every year. But it is such a constant, I mean, Jesus, Deion Sims, uh, who was, again, a really good basketball player, better than either of these guys. He he tried it for, what, like a week? I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, the first key, Rod, was defense. Um, they're, they're awful. Awful. They're just awful. They're just awful. Because part of defense, of course, is defensive rebounding, and it was a disgrace. It was better in the second half than the first, but not by a lot. Mm-hmm. In, in the first half, I don't know what's going on with the ball screen defense. I really don't because I, I called out Marcus, but it's not just him. There were a lot of weird, weird guys going under screens when Bowie is the, has the ball in his hands, you know, things that are just guys getting lost. Mm-hmm. Two, get, two guys going to the ball. It just, I don't know. I don't know what's happened, but the the lack of attention to detail is striking and obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't as bad as they were against Minnesota in terms of dribble penetration denial, but Northwestern also doesn't do as much of that. So I'm not sure that we've solved any problems there. 
as much as they just weren't challenged in that way. Yeah. But I thought they really struggled with that. And obviously, um, in part because of some of the lineups, they kind of felt compelled to play. They had real problems in the post. Yeah. Real with problems. Young, 18 points. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, that's... A... Yeah. Uh, so the other key was um, threes. MSU winds up 29% on this. Yeah. And and look, that this is why I bring it up at times, because it's important. And if they're going to continue to have issues in some of these other areas, then the three shot has to be there. Has to at the levels that they've been shooting it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't today. That's not a shock. It happens even to good shooting teams. I'm not worried about Michigan state at all. Um, but as I say, it's going to happen. And today it wasn't enough. They weren't good enough to override. I mean, it's a miracle considering how bad they were in so many areas. And then an area where this team is really good was poor three point shooting mm-hmm. that they had a chance to tie it with less than a second to play. It's a miracle. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Yeah. The uh, turnovers uh, again, 11 in the first half, a little bit better in the second half, but they still wind up with a seven turnover differential. Yeah. Um, not good enough. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the turnovers were almost uniformly maddening. I almost think that this team would be better against a high pressure opponent. I don't necessarily want to test that theory, but <laughs> I, because it's the, the stuff that we see is just like that. Give Northwestern credit. I thought Northwestern applied reasonably good high ball pressure in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were on guys on the perimeter. But there are counters to that if you're Michigan State. How many back cuts did we see Michigan State run? One that I can think of. Max Christie ran one and got fouled. Yeah. I don't, maybe I'm forgetting some others, but I don't think so. That's one way you counter ball pressure like we saw. The other is you, you show a little bit more patience, and you're a little stronger with the ball. You're a little stronger coming to meet the pass. You're a little more patient in making a decision to pass. Most of the turnovers I saw in this game were a hundred percent on Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just bad decisions, lackadaisical, not focused, not playing tough, not playing hard. Yeah, just terrible. Uh, and then the fourth key boards, yeah, and that's really where they got hammered, just destroyed. And I I don't understand it because. They played teams that are good rebounding teams. You look at a team like UConn, man, that team has got athletes. Mm-hmm. They've got some size. They compete. Michigan State hunt in there. I don't remember if they ended up getting beaten badly by Baylor on the boards or not. I'm not sure. Um, but they've played opponents that, you know, Kansas, that should be good litmus tests for what, this team can be and i think they are i think this is or was a good rebound not a great one by michigan state standards certainly but a good one and it's just gone completely off the rails i mean it's it is the the scary thing is it's not like 
okay, it's been kind of bad and it's sort of plateaued. It's getting worse. This is, to use some COVID terminology, this is exponential growth of a rebounding problem (laughs) that we're seeing because it's getting worse and worse and worse every time out. And, and there's no excuse for it. This is, this is about, uh, you can talk about cutting out, you can talk about lineups and, and all that stuff. To me, bottom line, this is about um, your toughness and how badly you want it. Because Michigan State, especially in the last two games, when a shot goes up, what I see most consistently are not those plays like where Joey got thrown aside by a bigger player. It's not mostly that Mm. it's step slow, day late dollar short. That's what it is. And that's, what's got to change. And then the, the the last key ones and fives. Um, you know, reasonably okay at the one Bowie did not get loose. Greer did Greer the one basket which was deflating as all get out on a back cut with mm-hmm. the shot clock running out. Uh, but they, they didn't get loose. And as I said, I thought Tyson in some ways played reasonably well, didn't score enough, but that, that was, that was not a disaster at the five. Yeah, that was a disaster. I mean, Mark would Marcus end up with two points. Yeah. And how many rebounds? I think one. Let me see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, two two rebounds, two points, two rebounds. So that's so he's averaging um, he's averaging two rebounds a game in the last two games. Now I understand his minutes have been down, but that's because he's playing this badly. Yeah, they just got punished without their starter, without their their. I don't know that he's going to be all Big Ten because of how many good big men there are in this league, but they're all Big Ten caliber mm. center. Didn't play. And they still got hammered. What Nicholson end up with? Nicholson had um, five points, six rebounds. Wow, that kid doesn't play. <laughs> he doesn't see the floor. Now, I I was a fan of his in high school. I thought mm-hmm. he was a guy that maybe if things went certain directions, that he might end up with a late MSU offer. He didn't wait that long, and I don't know if it would have materialized, but I'm not bagging on Nicholson. I actually think he's a guy with a future, and and maybe he showed some of that today, but let's just keep it in perspective. He doesn't play. That would be more or less like Mahdi going out putting five and six on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yikes, yeah. Uh, so they got a little bit of time to, to work on this, at least uh, Friday they take on Wisconsin. <laughs> but. Yeah, and, and now it gets real. So you just drop one. The, and, and honestly, when you have a stretch of play like this, I'm not saying that it, it's impossible for Michigan State to come back from this, because it isn't. But um, right now, I think what this loss does, what it maybe brings into focus is, okay, Let's dispense with thinking about contending for a Big Ten title, those kind of things, for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said this early before the, the, and, and lived to, live to regret it. Um, the, the 1920 season, uh, Cassius last year, where, you know, it looked bleak. Mm-hmm. And they managed to come back and get a share of it. So, 
you never say never and it's still way early but um based on the way they're playing they can't like this they can't remotely think about that what they've got to focus in on is every day finding ways to get better and they've got some areas which need serious serious attention you would hope with six days that there would be some time in there that can be spent on Michigan state as opposed to game planning for Wisconsin You would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, Wisconsin is playing very good basketball right now. I watched their game the other night against Ohio state and you know, they took care of business on a night where Johnny Davis was not great. And that's, that's been my question about Wisconsin all year is at a lot of times to me, they've looked like offensively a one man show. And mm-hmm. my thinking was, is that going to be enough? But on that night against Ohio State, he was okay. He was good, but he wasn't dominant. They got they got contributions from a lot of other guys, which has to make their coaching staff feel excited about what they can do. Um, Wisconsin in Madison at, at Cole Center anytime is a huge challenge. But that team is playing very well right now. So, yeah, it's it's going to be – it's going to require – a major, major uptick from Michigan State. And I don't know if, you know, if, if any of this is, you know, overlooking opponents, well, you would hope a team like Wisconsin would refocus you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I believe it's that simple. Um, but something's going on. Something's going on that has caused this team attention to detail and their execution in some basic key areas of the game to just completely fall apart. And I'm not even talking about the turnovers, Mm -hmm. the turnovers. I I keep saying this. Yeah. They're, they're horrible to watch, but this team is pretty, they can win with turnovers. They can't win if they don't defend and they don't rebound. So start with that. Yeah. Those things better. (laughs) We'll hope this is a wake up call. Uh, so we'll get a, a preview up for Wisconsin, and until then, the Final Four is not on the schedule. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.